doing? He ain't lying. Oh my god. Is that not the perfect song for this week? It's perfect. Oh, there's a lot of drops in this audio file. I also... (laughs) I took like that entire scene from Revenge of the Sith and was just throwing Anakin's little whining in it. I'm also hoping by the end of this podcast, it's just every... (laughs) <laughs> like the entire the entire Star Wars saga is going to be made up in our podcast uh, drops oh yeah I mean god that is such a good scene and it like this week was the complete precursor to that madman <laughs> it's just <laughs> let her go let her go <laughs> I, think, I think we got some more coming let's see if, let's see if he drops gives us some more knowledge here Come on, Anakin, give us something give us something to work with here. I can't remember how many I put in here, but there was a lot. I'm looking forward to it now. This is like Christmas. God, I love this song. I mean, I could do the uh, Susan Kills a Dwarf while we wait, but I don't know when the next one's going to pop. <laughs> Did you catch that? You don't know against me! You don't know against me! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we got one more. You have done that yourself. Let's see, let's see if it comes up. Come on, come on, Obi Wan, come on. Ah. Uh, anyways, how you doing? God, this is a great song. I know. Do you want to just listen to it? Do you think people are enjoying the song? You have oh, they got to. Yourself. There he is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Anyways, so how you been? Here's our old reliable Obi Wan. God. Uh, don't want to spoil anything, but light side moment of the week, Obi Wan. <laughs> <laughs> he steals the show in his one scene. I think I know what part you're talking oh, about. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Your new empire. <laughs> <laughs> Your new empire. Oh man, I don't know. I was no, really screw it. There's so screw much. It. There's so much on this episode. They, they, they test. <laughs> they, they test. Getting, dude, I got all of the greatest clips. I was really bored. Are you ready for it? Tell me when you're ready for the next one. God. Are you, do you want to guess what the next drop's going to be? I'll give you a guess before I drop it. Just go ahead. Guess. Come on. You got to guess. <laughs> Is it in the Seinfeld realm or the Star Wars realm? You, you just got to guess. <laughs> Uh, is it, uh, yeah, yeah? No. Oh, I'm looking right oh. at you, big daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ah, oh, what an episode. Good Lord. It's bonkers. It was crazy. It's I cannot insane. believe I forgot about this one. Like, <laughs> should we just get right in? I don't, you know, I, I mean, we could do, oh, I guess we got to do the time more quick. Should we get in the timer so we can get into this episode? Well, uh, anything new? 
Anything new? Nothing new on my front. I got stuff on the time warp. I got nothing new on my front, but I got time warp stuff for us to get to. Okay. Let's get into the time warp then. I feel like this is going to be a long one. Really quick, I did start Revan. I'm about 72 pages into Revan. And that's okay. it's going good, but I'll you know next episode I'll be I'll probably have it done, so we can talk about that then. So <laughs> okay, let's let's get this here. Chibata. Okay, what do we got for an air date? Oh my god! Yeah, we have Senate Spy. Uh, mm-hmm. Original air date is. So we went, jumped back in the second season. So this is season two, episode four, uh, October 17th, 2009. Yep. Okay. So we do have and a new also, number one movie in America. I love we how we're back. using Blart as like a control. <laughs> like that's our constant. We are past the Blart <laughs> era still, though, because the last time we had Blart was at the end of season one, you'll remember. So Blart that's is right. still months in the past. So... We have the one lingering season one episode that we'll get to eventually, but we still have no Blart this week. But we do have a new number one movie in America. Um, you get one hint. So any idea what you want your hint to be? Uh, do you know if I've seen this movie? No, but I bet as a kid, you probably read the book as a kid. Oh, is it in the Chronicles of Narnia? Genre it is not, but I could play that drop oh. again if you want it. You want to hear <laughs> yeah. it again while you think? Okay, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> it's not Chronicles of Narnia, though. Golden Compass? No. Harry Potter? No. Oh, God, what is it? Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Little flip book as a kid. I. I, I think I had it as a kid, and then just the creatures in it weirded me the fuck out. Very interesting yeah, looking monsters. I don't even remember what it's about, really. I just, it was a kid. He like sailed to an island, and there are all these monsters were there, right? Something like that. Yeah, the little see kid the movie. Being a shit wouldn't eat his oh, dinner. Be, so his mom yeah. sent him to his room, and he made up a whole world to make himself feel better. Hmm. Sounds like a Jedi, I know. Um, <laughs> something he'd pull. It really um, is a precursor to Anakin yeah. Skywalker. Oh, it is. Yeah, perfect for no, that. No, I just, I completely forgot that that movie existed. Yeah, I don't, I never really watched the movie. I'm I'm kind of curious now. I think I might watch it one of these nights. Um, Just because, I don't I know. Think it, I think, I didn't see the movie, but I think it was good. Um, I, It got decent reviews, and I know it had uh, Wake Up from Arcade Fire in the yes. soundtrack. So that was the good. one thing that stuck out to yeah. me. Like I remember the that about the trailer, the trailer more yeah. than the trailer itself. Yep. Um, so our number one song in America is still that Jay Sean down, down that I hate down, down, yeah. down that one. I hate it. So um, I didn't pick another top 10 song. I picked the number 11 song because that was the biggest gainer of the week. It went up 12 spots and I'll give you a little hint. Um, it's a pop rock group and the guy is actually based out of Minnesota. So this is a hometown guy. And so that's your little hint for the week. The hold steady couldn't have been that high on the charts, could they? No, they could not have. <laughs> Mind Shit, you, I said Minnesota, not the Twin Cities. It's a big uh, state. We're very, we're very, we're very narrow-sighted here down in the cities. God, I don't know. Okay, do you want me to just play it? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. To ten million fireflies, I'm weird because oh, I hate goodbyes. Owl City Fireflies, which is... I cannot uh, believe this charted so high. Yeah, number 11. Jumped up 12 spots. He's from Owatonna? Is that where he's from? Yep, Owatonna. Uh, There it is. I don't know. What's that? Like an hour and a half south of the cities, probably? Something like that. I remember going to the Cabela's there with my dad as a kid. Wow. Um, (laughs) I got nothing on that. Um, Anyways, that's... uh, (laughs) Do you want to get into the Cabela's? I didn't know if you wanted to go with that. No. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Good, because I didn't want to get into the Cabela's. That's your Cabela's. Oh, I'm, I'm just so, right so shaken. I'm just so you know, shaken honestly, in this episode. Oh God. Um honestly though, the Cabela's, they got those um th- that's the one with the uh they got all those like taxidermized beasts right yeah that was before other places were doing it so it was like an event to go there they had like a cat uh snackatorium upstairs and they had stuffed Ooh. beasts and like fish that you could feed and that type of stuff it was okay. a whole it, they, we made a day out of it oh huh. so was it just the one time i think so yeah okay <laughs> that right. was enough <laughs> that was all, all i right. needed to see of owatana <laughs> The only time I've ever been to Owatonna is just driving to Chicago, I think. Just going south. No, that wouldn't have been Oh No, Owatonna is like southwest. Oh, you wait. drove through Owatonna. Oh, I drove through Owatonna when I went to Austin, Texas. That's what it was. There it is. I drove 35 south. Yep. Uh, anyway, I got nothing, though. I really got nothing here. Should we just yeah. get into it? No, we got plenty to talk about in this episode. Right. Let's do this. All righty. So, where do we even start with this fucking thing? Honestly. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have no idea. Uh, all right, let me just gather myself for a moment here. But they dig. They they test. Okay. <laughs> we really so, got to get you one of those soundboards where you just press the button instead of I know. I would have so much fun with the little buttons. It would just be it would be for the joy of my life to have a button bar where I could just hit the buttons. <laughs> um yeah, so Senate Spy. I guess we'll just treat it like any other episode. So, uh opens up with our announcer. Um giving us a lowdown on what's going on here. Basically, the Jedi, the Jedi Council is concerned that there may be a spy in the Senate feeding information to the Separatists, um, and they suspect that that spy is a senator by the name of Rush Clovis from CPO. Do we know anything about CPO? Apparently, it's big in the banking clan. Yeah, so I looked up just a little bit about it. There's not too much. Um, Scipio is located in the Outer Rim, kind of by some other, uh, like, financial planets, let's call them. Like Cato Moidia. And then um, I was going to ask you, because you had read that Plagueis book. Do they talk about Scipio or what's the, the, the Mun world? 
uh, the Mun World. I'm drawing a blank, but it is not Scipio. And if they did mention Scipio, um, you know, it was it was probably just like in passing because it didn't really ring a huge bell for me. Actually, it says they're from Scipio. What the heck? Why am I forgetting this? Yeah. I just, and that's the thing. Okay. Like, I think there's. Uh, I, think the I know now. Okay. Are from multiple planets, but like I know the that Scipio is one of them. Yes. Um. The, like when when Plagueis first goes home, it's on Moonilist, right? Moonilist. I remember I was having the hardest up, yeah. time on Earth pronouncing it because it's a tough word. But they also have. They're also from Scipio, so their home planet is Scipio, but they have kind of like immigrated to moon and however the fuck you say. <laughs> One day I will learn how to pronounce it. Just look up the word, dude. It is a tongue twister. Moon whatever. Anyways, but yeah. Okay. So that makes more sense now. You know what? God damn. I wish I would have read that book closer to watching this episode. Then it may have done more for me. Who knows? Well, the um, other thing that I, I always yeah, forget. Plagueis was raised uh, for a bit on Scipio. Scipio. Yeah. And it seems like a snowy planet with like mountains and uh, like a more like an icy Alderaan, let's say. Yes. Like that's at least um, that's the impression I get of it. Yes. And one of the funny things is now that now that you mentioned that and I look it up, it's coming back to me. Uh, he actually drags uh, Sidious out there, Palpatine, and like trains him out in this horrible, harsh conditions on Scipio. Um, and puts him out in the cold and basically pretty much freezes him to death as part of his Sith training. So that's one um, that's one thing that's ringing a bell. But yeah, so it does cover it briefly. Not a ton on it, but they do have a little bit of a, the story there. Now that I remember correctly, I feel like a dumbass. Okay. But well, good yeah, call. Like it, it does make sense that he's heavily involved in like the banking clan. If and I, I read online somewhere that like the location of Scipio is. Like, it, there's almost, like, a banking region where there is, like, Cato Nemoidia, Scipio, and, like, some other, like, planets that are heavily involved in, like, yeah. finance. And, um, like, what I was trying to get through this here, what I was trying to figure out was, so, within the Senate, it sounds like there are members of the banking clan. Like, is it kind of like a committee? Like, is so it, like, no, the financial committee, kind of? Are they, so, do they tend to be on that committee? So this is what I, this is my understanding of it. And I could have it completely wrong. So if I do, please let us know. Right, right on in to clonecastpod at gmail.com. Yeah. By the but, way, are you out there? Write us for the love of God. We want to hear from some <laughs> fans. We want to hear from um, you, big daddy. All right. So it's my understanding. So there are Senate representatives from planets, but there are also... <sighs> I'm prefacing this with like, this is my understanding, so it could be wrong, but it's my understanding that like in previous administrations in the Galactic Senate, they were trying to avoid like a centralized centralized government having too much power. So they didn't want to create a centralized bank. They didn't want to create a centralized like, uh, like industrial center like they didn't want to control too much because they didn't want to have too much power in one place so they left it up to the free market to decide and what ended up happening is these corporations became so big and so powerful that they became almost like their own planets or their own systems so lot dodd is not 
again, my understanding is not a senator from Cato Nemoidia, but he's a senator for the Trade Federation, which is a corporation, not that planet. Yes, that is correct. And so like the banking clan, uh, the uh what's what's uh our silver silver boss from the techno union techno union army like all of that (laughs) stuff like those those are separate like they're huge corporations that like have representation in the senate i just don't i'm still trying to figure out how they don't know that the trade federation like basically (laughs) the separatists seem to be pretty much formed by the trade federation yeah does it not seem that i mean i guess (laughs) I guess Newt Gunray is not like the, you know, he's not the rep, he's not the senator well, for the Trade Federation, but he's clearly in cahoots with Lot Dodd and the rest of the Nemoidians and, you know, and the techno and all the techno union, the moons and all these people. Like, well, I don't I think get that it. Was How by, do they not know I, this? I think that was by design. I think Sidious like was pulling the strings and figured out if I'm running the separatist army, I want to get all of the members that control the corporations together and get them on one side, whether it be the Republic or the separatists. And he happened to do that because it seems like every single one of those huge corporations is on the sides of the separatists. Yes, but I mean, they still have active representation within the Senate and this and that. So it implies that they're playing both sides here. And Sidious yes. obviously knows they're playing both sides, but it's, the kind of like un- is, it's kind of unknown to the rest of the Senate. And it almost seems like, like, yeah, like Newt Gunray is a rebel within the Trade Federation. But, yes. you know, so but it, it's it, almost like they're treating him as a separatist from the Trade Federation and a separatist from the Republic. So it's but even not, though he is in cahoots with them. So it's my understanding. It's not that they're hiding it. Like they're not even hiding it at this point. The corporation is so big and so powerful and the Republic can't live without that corporation either that they allow them to sell stuff to the separatists and the Republic at the same time. So there are certain entities that are still active in the Senate that are still doing business with the separatists and everybody knows that's just like an accepted fact because it's like, what are you going to do? Business is business. Yeah. It's wild stuff. I don't know, there, there's a lot of just, there's just a lot of tentacles to this war. <laughs> just all over the place. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm I mean, sure we got similar it, it, situations. But I it just seems like whenever we're dealing with the trade federation, and it's supposedly, you know, the Trade Federation, like Lot Dodd, for example, he's always favoring the separatists. Always. You know, I mean, they may do business with the Republic and the Republic may need the Trade Federation on a certain level. But it's pretty clear that, you know, Lot Dodd and these other Trade Federation representatives favor the separatist movement. Just, but when you we know, see them... Close doors, when- when we see them in the open in the Senate, like every single time they appear in the prequels or in Clone Wars, like their public kind of statement is always like, hey, I'm a businessman. I'm a business. Like, what do you, this has nothing to do with the war. Like, this is, we're not taking sides. We're just selling weapons. Like, that's, that's all we're doing. The Lords of War. Um, <laughs> remember that movie? Nicholas Cage, sorry. Is that Nick Cage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, anyways, so that's where we're at. Uh, he, Rush Clovis, senator from Scipio. Um, he's in good with the banking clan, a lot of financial ties. Um, basically, they think he's secretly working for the separatists, though. 
Um, so the Jedi Council wants to spy on him. Um, we also get word that Anakin is returning to Coruscant after a lengthy tour of duty in the Outer Rim. Um, and that's where we begin. The announcer cuts out and Anakin is arriving home. Um, as he walks into the apartment, if that's what you want to call it, I call it a lovely like penthouse, I guess. Um, C-3PO greets him. Nice it is an extremely nice condo with a great bay window. Uh, just massive bay window. <laughs> just beautiful. He's got a deck that you go out on and it's just, you know, it's really nice. Um, so, yeah, he, he um, gets home. Uh, he's greeted by C-3PO. Absolutely ignores C-3PO doesn't say anything to him. C-3PO is like, oh, Master Annie, it's so great to see you after so long. He doesn't say anything to him. Nothing. And I immediately wrote, fuck you. Like, I'm a minute into this episode. And I'm already just completely pissed off at Anakin. Like, fuck that guy, dude. C-3PO is so chill. Just going up to him like, oh, hey, what's up? You created me. I'm really happy to see you. And he's just like, fuck you. Uh, that does seem to fun. be like the shtick, though. Like anyone that says that spends any extended period of time with three PO does seem to get annoyed with him very quickly. I guess, but I don't know. I just, I just, it just, I just thought back to like little Annie on Tatooine with three PO and so proud of his creation, and it just yeah, bothered me. Yeah, he built me. you, like, motherfucker. You, How about showing a little bit way of respect? Than you. <laughs> Like this guy sitting here carrying the weight for you at all times, keeping Padme company while you're off doing whatever the fuck it is you do. And then when you get back, you're just a total tool. Like, fuck this guy. Dude. I hate him. I hate him. Um, <laughs> Anakin did bring dinner and I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like a shitty metal pizza. Um, it's, it's the just weirdest thing. container it's like a, I've ever seen. Yeah, it's some Tupperware shit. I don't know. Um Padme uh, greets him and they embrace and um, Padme uh, and I think George Lucas may have had a lot a hand in the costume design for this episode because she's showing a lovely amount of midriff. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. This is a George Lucas design here. Well, um, the other thing that I thought was crazy, too, is like she was so surprised to hear that Anakin brought dinner. <laughs> she was like, how did you manage that? And he was like, oh, what did he say? He hopped a freighter or something like that. Yeah, he said, oh, I hopped a freighter and they had a cook or something on there. I don't know. It was like, dumb line. you stop by a restaurant? Yeah, like how- <laughs> on Coruscant? Oh, my God. Food on Coruscant? <laughs> no. You know, like what? How many restaurants do you think are within a square mile of that fucking place? I guarantee you could find. Dex's. Yeah, you could find 15 metal pizza shops within a square mile of their fucking apartment. <laughs> There's a trillion people on that fucking planet. Like, oh, you brought dinner? What? Oh, And then she talks about like, oh, she's going to cook her specialty bread of some kind. It's so yeah. fucking. Uh, it's like this. We get some Anakin and Padme banter back and forth. Very cheesy. Very blah, blah, blah. Like, just, you know, have sex. It is, Shut it's, up. it's so weird, like going from because it's Star Wars, like the original Star Wars. We know it's like such an epic so it's very weird like being like focusing focusing it in on like something so domestic like it seems yeah just like weird this is like a scene out of like your standard drama show like this is us or i don't know like when when the doctors from er would go home and they'd have like conversations with their husband or wife around the table just any kind of like primetime network drama where it's just like relaxed oh, so home weird. vibe. That's what's going on here. It's it's just but very. The weird part is like in A New Hope, <laughs> the scene with like Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru, where Uncle Owen's like looking for Luke, can't find him. And he comes into the kitchen and Aunt Baru is like cooking. 
Like that seems to flow no problem. But for some reason, this is so stilted. Like I just can't, I don't know what it is. It's very unnatural. It just doesn't feel, it feels forced. Like the whole thing just felt forced to me. And I don't know, every time we get this Anakin and Padme like, um, kind of lovey-dovey type stuff. It just feels so forced. Even, you know, I mean, it felt forced in the prequels and it feels forced in the Clone Wars series. You know, I don't know. It's just, there's just something off with the vibe. I don't Maybe it's because we know so much about what happens. I don't the know. Only, the only explanation is she's not really in love with him and she's trying she, to kill herself any chance yes. she gets. Like, she is a prisoner, I'm convinced. <laughs> she's a prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> of this psychopathic Jedi. He must be mind tricking her like every time they talk. As he's just constantly doing throwing Jedi mind tricks at her. He's like, I don't know why I stay. She's the only one that knows <laughs> that he massacred those sand people. She's scared that if she, if she pisses him off, he's going to cut her head off with a lightsaber. Yeah, and it's not like you can really run from somebody on, you know, in, in the Star Wars universe. Like he'd find her. You know, it's not like it's not like she can go into like the Senate witness protection program or anything like that. You know, it's just she's stuck with him. She made the choice. She's stuck with him now. She literally married him like two weeks after he killed those sand people. Like two weeks. <laughs> like, do you think he was thinking about it at all? Oh, no. we got. Oh, Jesus. Dude, we got to get moving here. <laughs> we got to get moving. We are two um, minutes into this thing. <laughs> yeah. This is one of those. It's one of those episodes where it's just going to drag it all out of us. Um, so there's a quick Anakin Padme scene, Anakin, blah, blah, blah. We covered it all. Uh, we get to the Jedi Council, and they're discussing the Clovis banking clan separatist connections. Um, they say that they've been trying to spy on them. They did offer it to Padme Amidala. They wanted her because she apparently had a relationship with them previously. Um, but she refused to spy. Um, and they're like, well, where's Anakin? We need to talk to Anakin because she's like the best possible spy for us here and obi-wan's like i don't know i've been trying to reach him all night i don't know where he is um <laughs> he's so, like i've been trying to reach him all night what could he be doing <laughs> yeah i mean god <laughs> oh obi-wan he's it's coming up i just god he's the best he's just the best <laughs> okay so we get back to padme and anakin's penthouse um and Anakin, you know, they're embracing and kissing. Apparently, they just embrace and kiss. That's all they do. Um, and his little beeper goes off. His pager on his wrist uh, keeps going off. And and it turns out Anakin's been ignoring summons. This is the seventh time he's ignored Obi-Wan's call for him to show up. Um, <laughs> and then finally, he's like, OK, I guess I got to go do that. And then, like, Padme gets, like, horribly upset, like he's been ignoring her or something. It's very weird. Like, she's I fine. Know. And then it's like. He ignored this. He just said this was the seventh page he's ignored. And you're like, oh, you don't care about spending time with me. It's like, you know, he's a Jedi. You know, you're doing this in secret. Like, this is what has this isn't, like, this this isn't, isn't like she, this isn't like choosing work over a relationship. This is like serious business. Like he can't be like it's a it's secret stuff. He can't be known that he's like with her. Yeah. And yeah, so she gets kind of like weirdly pissed at him in a very strange way. And he's like, look, it's wartime, you know, uh, you know, duty comes first, blah, blah, blah. And like, I could understand maybe how that line might rubber the wrong way and make it seem like he cares about his duty more than her, which is clearly not the case. He ignored a page during a war and he's he's a general <laughs> seven times like, Anna, you should be. I mean, I, I I have plenty of complaints about Anakin and we'll get to more, but uh, he's just kind of, he kind of was really putting you first here. Like he just 
had to it. I wonder point. if this exact same thing happened with Petraeus when he was going through all of that stuff with that one reporter. Oh God, <laughs> he was being paged seven times. Not if you picking this, up. You know, let's not even get started here because within five <laughs> minutes, somehow I will be talking about Neom again. So let's just move on. <laughs> All right, so at seventh time's the charm, apparently, for Obi-Wan, and Anakin shows up at the temple. They're in kind of like the Jedi war room, I guess we'll call it. I don't know. Do we have... It's like a it's like a planetarium type thing. I don't know what it is. It's, it's yeah. where they meet and discuss strategy. Um, Obi-Wan, Mace, and Yoda are there. Um, they notify Anakin that Queen Amidala, or, gosh, Queen Amidala, Senator, Senator. Amidala... Yes, has been selected to spy on Clovis. And Anakin's immediately like, I don't think that's a very good idea. Anakin being all, you know, he gets immediately super protective. Um, He doesn't even know who Clovis is at this point. I know. He's just like, he's so dangerous. It's like, you don't even know who he is, you fucking idiot. Um, Mace explains that they came into the Senate the same year. They were on the same committees and they were close. And Anakin's like, what do you mean close? And then then we have our moment of the episode. So Anakin like clearly gets perturbed at Mace's uh, insinuation that Padme was close with this Senator Clovis and they cut to Obi-Wan and he just puts his eyebrows up and he's like, hmm, <laughs> and he just his eye, he does like a full on like high eyebrow, single eyebrow raise and just like, hmm, what's I going want, on here? I want that gif so badly. <laughs> just it Obi-Wan doing fun. that over and over again. Like it's and also, it, it's really all it is. It's him putting his eyebrows up and, va- and and like feigning surprise. Like he's clearly being sarcastic with his surprise at Anakin's reaction. Because I think Obi Wan, he just knows, right? Are we assuming that next, he just knows? So this is, this is so Mace. When he said this, this is the beginning of the I'll call it the horniest eight minutes of my life. Like going through and listening to like every line of dialogue in this watching it with the subtitles too is very interesting because there are so many lines that have like the dot, dot, dot. So Mace, when he says that he's like, uh, they started the Senate in the same year. Uh, they were good friends and there were like so many lines that had that kind of, (laughs) inclination to them like there's an undercurrent of sex to this entire thing oh yeah no totally like rush clovis and padme amidala clearly were boning for a long time (laughs) no (laughs) secrets about it so while anakin was off probably like 10 years old who knows whatever (laughs) but (laughs) like um was not a white wedding i guess we'll say well, That's great. So for the the first time I watched through this, like years ago, I thought, and I, I don't think it's the case now, but do you remember when he is talking to Padme in episode two and they're like around the waterfalls before he like, how could I forget? Big, like pumpkin looking <laughs> scene <Wilder> thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she starts describing a relationship that she had with someone and oh, for the longest time, I thought that she was <laughs> describing Rush, but I think it was someone else because she she describes him as like uh, in their youth, they joined some youth group together. So it wasn't like a senator starting at the exact same time, but it was like very similar. Oh. Like all she okay. did was mention kidding. another person and Anakin was like, 
Oh, I don't want to hear about it. Ugh. Okay, so she had a few boyfriends before Anakin. That's fine. People had lives before they met. That's fine. But Anakin is like... Just, <laughs> Anakin is just completely taken aback by this and is just completely on tilt. He's so pissed off this entire episode because she dared to have a life before him. It's insane. <laughs> like, he is a psychopath, dude. He's fucking insane. Uh, like, there's jealousy. There's, like, healthy jealousy. This is not healthy jealousy. This is fucking insane. Like, completely fucking insane. He has no reason to, like, not trust her at all. Yet he goes, like, balls to the wall, like, angry pissant the entire episode, starting here. But it's always funny because there's always these implications about, like, her relationship with Clovis. And every time it just fucking gets under his skin so much. And he's like, ah. <laughs> well, have you ever, have you ever run across these kinds of dudes? Like the dudes that like, like I've had friends that are women in the past too. And they, when they date some guys, like every once in a while, one of them would be like this, where it's like, they can't even hear the name of someone <laughs> that their significant other has dated in the past. Like it puts them into a rage. And I've like, well, I've never understood that. Okay. First of all, let's just take a look at the facts about Anakin. Like who is Anakin Skywalker? Okay. One, <laughs> when he was like 15, he slaughtered an entire village of sand people. Right. <laughs> this is fact, right? Um, Two, he got married two weeks later to the first woman he ever kissed. <laughs> just, I don't think, <laughs> honest to God, I don't even know if he's ever talked to another woman other than Padme Amidala. I really don't know. Like this is this this guy like took on like all of these emotions of love before he had matured even slightly. And so it would make sense that he's like this super jealous type because she is all he's ever known. At all, he turns you know, into the biggest Chad in the galaxy <laughs> in this episode. Oh yeah, total Chad. He's just completely, but not like uh, he's like a chud Chad. He's like the shitty Chad. You know, he's like <laughs> there's, the there's, there's degrees. He is not the altruist by any means. <laughs> um, so yeah, Obi Wan's eyebrows, fucking gold, just. Probably the best animation of the series thus far. <laughs> By far. It, that's my light side moment of the week. I don't even fucking care. It's what it is. <laughs> Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's fake surprised eyebrows. Fucking great. But yeah, Anakin is like clearly emotional when they're talking to him about this. And Yoda is just like, why are you so, so you know, what, what's up with your reaction? Yoda was kind of taken aback by Anakin's like visceral reaction to this news. And, um, you know, um, Anakin's just like, oh, I'm just surprised Padme Amidala would, uh, you know, fraternize with somebody who has, you know, ties to the Separatist or something like that. And he kind of gives some bullshit excuse as to why he's like melting in front of everybody's eyes. And um, the Jedi, the smartest people in the galaxy were like, okay, that story checks out. He's just dude, Obi-Wan knows them with the banking claim. <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody could tell me anything. I mean, I don't know about Yoda and Mace, uh, but Obi-Wan knows, flat out. He knows. He just knows. I'm telling you. Do you do you have any doubt that Obi-Wan knows or at least has a strong hunch? That look speaks volumes. It is like the it is like the most sarcastic raised eyebrow ever. Obi-Wan's like, I know. <laughs> He's gotta like act and play along. Um, but anyways, Anakin 
agrees to try to convince her to assist them in this uh, effort to spy on Rush Clovis. Okay, so Anakin then heads to the Senate chambers where he runs into Padme. Uh, she's peeved at him for leaving her the previous night. And I just have a question here. Did he not go home afterwards? That's a, it was like, still I bright had, out. It's like, where, where are you sleeping on the street? Like, what the fuck? I had to rewind it, too, because I didn't remember them, like, ending on a sour note. Like, I remember her being, Left. like, a little peeved. But, like, yeah. it, it didn't seem like she was upset. So yeah. I thought it's I, like, like, missed an entire scene. Yeah. So he, so you know, he goes to the temple when he leaves. And she was a little peeved with him for having to leave. Um. He went there, he got his marching orders, and then he, assume, I'm assuming he left. It's not like he was going to the Senate, you know, it wasn't in session then, it's, it's evening, you know, he catches up with her the next day, she even says, last night. So, like, what did he just not go home? Like, I don't get it. Like, I think he was probably gone an hour, and then went back and watched fucking Netflix <laughs> with her. Like, what are, what are you it doesn't make any sense. It's like, honest to God, it's like he just disappeared into the nether until the morning and ran into her again. I don't fucking get it. It's fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she's really pissed at him because he left for work last night or whatever. And it's like, I what, did you just like ignore him when he came home? Was it just was it just beyond repair? The fight by the time he came home 30 minutes later, probably with another metal pizza and some flowers like I don't fucking know. <laughs> so weird it's just so weird um so yeah she's peeved with him for leaving previous night oh god uh she then says oh you know he kind of tells her the reason for his visit and she's mad that it's business and not pleasure the visit and she's like i'm not gonna spy on an old friend you know and anakin's like what do you mean old friend he starts to get jealous um and they he walks her over to one of the senatorial pods that floats around the Senate chambers and he takes off with it. So they're like floating around the pod in the Senate but, chambers. And that's the other thing, too. It's like they're trying to have a secretive conversation. So they float out in the middle the of middle. a huge chamber surrounded with microphones. Yes. And you look all around and there's people just hanging out on their pods. Like they're just chilling. Like it's like a, you know, it looks like people are having bonfires people, on the pod. Like, floating yeah. around them. Like they just, I guess it's people just go to hang out on the pods and float around and have conversations. Well, it made me wonder if they like senators in their free time have to practice like piloting those things. Like if there's no autopilot, <laughs> it's like really takes some finessing to get get a handle on controlling those things. Yeah. Like during downtime, they're all practicing. So all those you senators that Uncle, you see, yeah, all those senators that you see on the Ono. pods there. There, that's like that's like the, the driving school hour there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was just wait. You can see Uncle Ono like floating around behind them. I was waiting for that <laughs> like thing to just flip over. Oh God! Could you imagine the bumper cars that go on there when you got like three student drivers? Oh, just it'd be fun. Oh, they dig and they test. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they have a little conversation on a senatorial pod, like right in the middle of the fucking chambers. Like anybody could see. Hey, that Jedi is talking to Padme Amidala. You know, it's it's clear as day. Um, Anakin says, hey, uh, well, Clovis may be involved with the Separatists. And then suddenly, once Padme hears that, she becomes super interested in helping. Um, at this point, I wrote this episode as trash because um, <laughs> she had no interest. But then as soon as he says, as soon as he says, like, oh, yeah, he may be helping the Separatists with something. She's like, oh, what? Oh, and then she wants to help. And it's like, didn't anybody tell her the reason she would be spying on him? Like, it was just like, hey, we need you to spy on this guy. Did she not? Was she not like, why? It, it just, 
what, what? Like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, it's insane. And now Anakin, who just was, you know, he d- granted he did reluctantly say he'd try to help convince her to help them. Um, suddenly he's like, oh, no, it could be dangerous. I don't think you should do it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and they start having a lover's quarrel on the middle of the <laughs> the Senate pod. Um, basically, Anakin, <laughs> she's like, well, I'm going to do it. You know, I, I want to do it now. I, I want to help the Republic, blah, blah, blah. And Anakin's like, um, I'm not going to let you do it. <laughs> he just flat out says, I'm not going to let you do this. And then she's like, she's like, no, I'm going to do it. And he just continues to be like, no, I'm not allowing you to do this. And like, I don't know. They go back and forth for a while. Eventually, Padme stands tall and says, I'm doing it. And, but I just, I kind of zoned out. I watched the episode twice. I watched it once in bed the other night, and then I watched it where I took my notes. I zoned out both times in this little lover's quarrel that they had. Like, I just wrote down here, Jesus, they are toxic. Like, this is a toxic <laughs> couple. Are they not toxic? Like, they're, this, this like is the one, this she's is the mad at him for, I, I don't know why, to begin with. And, ugh, whatever. Uh, it's the ahead. kind of couple Sorry. that if you had a friend that was involved in this kind of relationship, you would go out for coffee with them and have to have a serious conversation. Yeah. Like, what is going on with you guys? You you don't recognize this, but things are bad. Like, you got to yeah. get out of this thing. Like, he is an extremely jealous person. Which might explain why she's trying to kill herself every five yes. minutes. <laughs> He's an extremely jealous person and controlling. And she, like, manipulates his emotions by pretending to be mad at him for literally nothing. Like, <laughs> they're just, they're both just toxic for each other. They bring out the worst in each other. They got to get out of this thing, man. Who, let me ask you this, who was Anakin with when he went and slaughtered those sand people on Tatooine, huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> who said, who, who patted him on the back after and didn't even bat an eye, huh? She's an accomplice. She is an accomplice. They're toxic. They're horrible. They're tyrants. They're absolute tyrants. No wonder in Revenge of the Sith, he was like, hey, I can overthrow the Chancellor. We can rule it together, blah, blah, blah. Because that's the fucking vibe they put off with each other. That's what they want. They're insane. They're horrible people. Um, Sorry. I'm really getting animated the here. Next, um, the next scene, though, that's that's where things... That's when I texted you, and I was like, this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> it, it took me 45 minutes to watch a 20-minute episode. <laughs> um, so, yeah, at this point, uh, Padme has won her a little argument. She's going to go and do this. So she goes to the council with Anakin. They're speaking with her. Um, it's just Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Mace, um, and Yoda, and... Uh, at the council, it's not the full council, uh, but Padme, you know, has announced that they're going to be doing it. Um, they, there's a lot of implying about her previous relationship, and that's so. Yoda says something here, and that's where, I, like, I I had to pause it and wrote, "How many euphemisms for fucking are we going to get in this thing?" Yeah, and I wrote down, I started keeping track in the next like two minutes. I counted like 10 instances of characters saying something with the inflection of like, oh, you guys were doing it in the past. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could go down the route of trying to say that they're trying to imply that they're romantically involved, but that doesn't necessarily imply sex might just mean dates and kissing, you know, (laughs) but I mean, they're adults. You know, I'm sorry. That's kind of the vibe I got. The way that they were saying it. Oh no! Abby, yeah, like they totally Abby looks at Anakin in the face and says, "At one point, Clovis and I were close." close. And then I chose to what else the relationship that, 
to a professional level of something like that. It's yeah. Just like, oh. um, Anakin is like clearly like just stewing. He's standing behind her. So it's Padme standing directly in front of the three council members and Anakin standing behind her. And he's just like stewing back there as this conversation goes on. <laughs> and Yoda's like, oh, you had that close relationship with him. And she's like, yes, I did. But I chose to return it to a personal level. And Anakin is just like sitting back like, I hate my fucking life. Um, if the animation was better, like they would have made Anakin's face just get redder and redder in the background as well, he's like, just get some like this. little like kicks, like him just like kicking the air slightly or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know, it's like fidgeting and kicking the air. Um, but yeah, so she's like, okay, I'll do it, blah, blah, blah. And then Anakin's like, and I'll make sure she is protected. And it's like, okay, shut up. God, you're annoying. <laughs> what, what other scenario? I, I don't understand how the Jedi can even pretend not to know. Dude, that's what I what wrote. My next scenario, note is how are they not seeing it? Come on. That's my note here for this What other scene. scenario would be realistic for him to be this attached to someone? Are these Jedi just that black and white stupid that they would have to walk in on them having sex? Like, And then, and then Anakin would be like, oh, I fell into her. You know, and then he'd, they'd be like, oh, he fell. You know, like, God, the that's only other thing I can think are. of is I'm wondering if force meditation is on the same level as like a heroin coma, like doing so much <laughs> heroin that you're in a daze. So every single one of these Jedi just are not paying any attention to what's going around them because all they can think about is getting back into that chamber and meditating again. It's yeah. the only explanation. I'm I'm convinced Obi Wan knows though. I'm convinced. I I just am convinced. I I don't know. It, it's really insane though. Like they either know and they don't care because they're keeping it secret. <laughs> I guess if, if you could call this keeping it secret, or they're just that dense and just that. <laughs> you know, Palpatine has such like his foot on all of their throats to the point that they don't even know that they can't sense really anything. All they can do is pick things up, you know, like they can move things around. That's it, you know, and they're good with lightsabers. But but as far as their connection with the force is like next to nothing at this point, because they just are absolutely blind. If they don't see it, they're blind. But that's why I choose to believe that Obi-Wan knows. I'm assuming Yoda knows and I'm assuming Mace knows. I think they just know. Thankfully, thankfully, this episode does seem a little front loaded. It took me 40 minutes to watch the first half. And yes. then the rest of it kind of like went pretty easily. No, when I first but watched it was it. this, this stuff took forever because yes. I kept pausing and rewinding yeah, to and make I, sure I was hearing what I was hearing. And I am notorious with long notes, you know? So I have been like making a concerted effort to chop back on my amount of notes, right? Because I had, you know, our earlier episodes, I'd have like three pages of notes on an episode where all they did was like fart, you know, but like, <laughs> so I was, I was actually in like, I felt like physical tension trying to watch the first 10 minutes of this episode and deciding what to write down. It was insane how much fucking shit is going on here and just stuff that I could have wrote down and just various lines that I normally would remark on that I had to just leave out of my notes because it's just fuck man god it's dense there's just so much and it's all revolving around Anakin being bitch and you know Padme just <laughs> previous relationship it's fucking nuts Ugh. okay so Padme's gonna spy on Clovis 
that was like a one minute scene. It took us 20 minutes to describe it. We're doing great. We are doing great this week. We're doing fucking awesome. Um, Padme and Clovis are now at dinner at like, I don't know, the fucking Space Needle or something. I was looking out over is, a croissant. This is the point I wrote down. This is this is by far the horniest episode we have so ever horny. seen because the droid waitress is fucking stacked and it's a protocol droid. I didn't it's notice crazy. the droid waitress. I did not notice the droid waitress. That's um, what I I oh god. Okay. I think I texted you too. I was like, this is this is the craziest thing I've it's ever insane. seen. <laughs> what is going on? I think I was doing some deep breathing exercises once this scene started. Um <laughs> Like this scene, I didn't even know how to summarize it. Like I, I almost feel like I would have to write down, take the whole script and just recite the scene and we could play roles or something because it's God, it's just, it's just, there's so much on this dialogue. Um, oh, but and Clovis just kept the hits coming too with his inflection and in what he was saying. Clovis is horny as fuck. So Clovis is like, I'm surprised you reach out to me. It's so great to hear from you, you know. And she's like, Oh, you know, blah blah blah. And she's like, I've been lonely, and I didn't realize it until recently. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) Like the strategy she is taking here to spy on him is to be it is to like match his horniness, basically. Like she is really leading him on. That's why I picked everybody plays the fool sometimes. But it also goes up. Everybody's a fool in Padme's game in this episode. For a second, I had the thought, what if she is desperately trying to escape Anakin and she's yes! actually trying to like rekindle something with Clovis? And like, honestly, like everything that we know about Clovis and that we learn about Clovis, not a great guy, right? I think she'd be better off with him. I just think so. I think he likes her more. I think he has a genuine love for her that goes beyond just being some dumbass that got married at 16. Um, yeah, he clearly has thought about her throughout the years. She never left his mind. He was very excited that she reached out to him. He was clearly heartbroken when she left him. So I, Clovis is probably a, yeah, disappointed. It, he's got a, he's got a good job. I mean, he's working yeah. with a banking clan. He's got a nice jawline. He's, he looks strong. It looks like he works out. He's got cool yellow face tattoos. I was going to say, I was, I was very disappointed. We didn't get to the bottom of what the fuck those things were on his forehead. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Um, okay, you just sent me a picture of the stacked droid waitress. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the who wrote this? This must have been George Lucas doing all the storyboarding, like just horny as hell. <laughs> he was just he was just storyboarding until <laughs> late in the night. Like, oh yeah. yeah. He showed up to the animator's house at like two in the morning and just had like a bunch of like stick figures with big boobs. <laughs> <driving. laughs> There's one more. Ass. There's um, one more instance I know. of this, too. And this is one that I did remark. I missed this one, but I <laughs> this, this one was clear as day. Those Nemoidians, man. Okay, let's get on. We got to get on. Okay, but yeah, she says like, she says this insane line. She's like, oh, I've been lonely and I didn't realize it till now. And this gets him really horny. But he's, but he's like, oh, well, I'll help you with that. But yeah, he literally goes, well, I can help you with that. But I have to go to Cato Nimoidia to deal with the Trade Federation for not honoring their debts to the banking clan. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've had to deal with a lot, Dodd. He sucks. And he's like, you know what? Why don't you come with me, Padme? And he's starting to get really frisky. She's really selling it. Like, they are getting horny with each other at this dinner table. 
Um, but he's going to take Padme along to Cato Nemoidia so she can try to smooth over her relationship with the Trade Federation and Lot Dodd. Um, so, um, I, anything you want to add to that? <laughs> no, just it's so it's there's no nuance whatsoever. Like this is the least nuance we've ever had. He looks at her in point blank, says something. It was something like, perhaps I can do more to she says, ease your loneliness or something yeah, she like says, that. I've been lonely and I just started to realize. And he's like, oh, well, I can help you with that. Like, he literally is saying, I I can fuck you. Like, and then she said saying. something. She said something about like wanting to become friends or keep it professional. And he said, I'm far more interested in your friendship than I am your politics. It, they're letting they're leaving nothing to the imagination with this yeah um so basically they're heading off to cato nimoidi together to talk to lot dodd our favorite senator um so uh they're boarding the ship anakin is going along disguised as a pilot so he has like the leather football helmet that the <laughs> <laughs> that the naboo pilots wear it, it looks like he's ready to go play a football it game like like Harvard versus Yale in 1896. <laughs> like he's the fullback, you know. <laughs> he looks good at it. Um, so he he leads them into the ship, and the you know it's like a it, it's it's like a seated area in like a I don't know like an Air Force like troop transport. So there's just a bunch of seats on the side. Um, it's the same so thing he, that that Jar Jar killed that Jar Jar guy with. <laughs> yes, I was going to say that episode. <laughs> Jar Jar killed that guy because because Jar Jar couldn't figure out his fucking seat lock. Um, so, anyways, um, Anakin destroys like the middle seat lock so they can't sit next to each other. He's like, "Oh, this one's broken," and he like he breaks it. That like, was really. my favorite. It might that might be the funniest fucking thing we've seen in this show, like to date. Because both Jar Jar killed that guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Padme and Clovis both like slowly start walking in the animation of Anakin, like kind of skipping in front of them and jumping to the seat and breaking the <laughs> seat. Like I died. I buckled yeah. over in my seat and rewound it a couple of times. I laughed so hard <laughs> watching that again. I didn't laugh at all, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. But yeah, so Anakin breaks a seat just so they can't sit next to each other. Um, and then he goes to take off and he's like talking to himself like, all I got to do is fly a plane, blah, blah, blah. Like the man is slowly going insane with jealousy. Like he's just muttering to himself. Um, and who is it? Typho that's with him? Yeah, also with him? Captain Typho. Typho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great. <laughs> It why is great. the world's why is the galaxy's leading epidemiologist flying with them? <laughs> I did I wrote down it would be fantastic if every single time we see Typho from this point forward, he adds one more piece of clothing to make himself look like a doctor. So, so he like added a stethoscope the last yeah. time and now he has like a white coat. Oh, <laughs> By God. the end he'll have a complete ensemble. Yeah. Yeah, I hope at the end he's just yelling at somebody like, I cured the plague. You know, he's <laughs> we just have a scene like on Coruscant where they just walk by and this crazed man is yelling at people of how he saved the galaxy. Something like that. I don't know, but it's great. Um, so they take off and Anakin's like watching them on like the security camera footage of the Bay Area. And 
Like, <laughs> uh, Clovis is like really trying to get horny in the plane. So he's like leaning over and trying to like kiss Padme <laughs> and shit. <laughs> like he can't even wait. Like they just took off like 10 seconds ago. It is, so- it is like when you're in high school and you go into like the mystery mind ride with your girlfriend in ninth yeah. grade. Like it's like that. The first time you have not had an adult looking at you. <laughs> yeah. It's the first time you have not had an adult breathing down your neck in two weeks or something like that like he's immediately going all in on this and anakin's watching it all so anakin like the thing is uh what's his face uh clovis didn't actually buckle up so he was you know anakin broke that one seat but clovis is just kind of leaning over that seat and trying to kiss her so anakin just does like half a barrel roll and just chucks him across (laughs) the cargo bay like into a wall it's like you could have killed this fucking guy like he could have easily died here. Like Anakin, and then Anakin does another barrel roll, and it throws him directly into the seat and throws the lockdown on it. Like very interesting. Like I don't know if Anakin's practiced that before, but it sure worked out that he didn't kill the guy and he was able it to get him proved, into the seat. It would have proved to be a much more interesting episode if Anakin pulled that maneuver and Rush Clovis just snapped his neck. As soon yes, as he hit the he's just dead. <laughs> I think he was just dead. And then Anderson, Anakin has to stand trial where they like they revoke his pilot's license or something and he gets suspended from the Jedi Order for six months. It's like, well, you're going to see a lot of me now, honey. You know, something like that. Who knows? Uh, so anyways, they arrive on not the- even Just time check. We are not even halfway through this episode. <laughs> Let's see if we can make this episode longer than the fucking movie episode. Oh my God. It's going that way. All right, so they arrive on Cato Nemoidia. <laughs> Cato Nemoidia, I've never seen it before, but it looks like all the cities are in hammocks. Like, what the yeah. fuck is going yeah. on? <laughs> all <laughs> no. the cities are in hammocks. Like, literally, like giant hammocks, and they have these skyscrapers within the hammocks. I can only imagine how big the hammocks are. Um, so they land and send it a lot. <laughs> it's a planet just made up of Jimmy Buffett fans. That's yes. what it is. It's a real laid back, chill place, baby. Uh, <laughs> Senator Lotta greets him at the landing platform on whichever hammock they landed on. Um, mini hammocks there. You and when they go inside, you see a lot of hammocks in the background too. But um, so he has some interesting droid and help with him. It was at this point, Lotta walks up with two golden protocol droids, they, that and I just wrote down. Water. They are babe bots. Like they have even more stacked than the waitress bot that we just saw. And I wrote down, you gotta be fucking kidding me. (laughs) This is this is this is crazy. This is so nuts. Like, like who wrote this episode? (laughs) Who animated it? I want to see the animator. Like this guy. (laughs) Like this guy must have been on like day 39 of a 40-day like no fap sabbatical or something like that. It is a one-way track. Like, whoever was involved with this episode was horny as fuck, dude. But yeah, these bots, they have the biggest breasts I've ever seen. Like, just, these are like double Ds, man. It's fucking insane. You know about the uh, cup sizes and all? They have different cups. Yeah, I, I know about the cups. You got the A? The C, the D. 
That's the biggest. It is like if Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia was in charge of designing these droids. Like, that's what it looks like. Dennis? Fucking Quagmire, man. Like, that's the <laughs> level of shit we're on here. Like, they look like something that would be in, like, a Family Guy episode where, like, Quagmire's like, oh, here's my, it's here's my robot girlfriend that I got from Japan. It's insane. <sighs> So it's Clovis, Padme, and C-3PO. Padme and C-3PO are shown to their room. Um, Dodd and Clovis go off to discuss um, their plans together. Um, basically, we find out he is in cahoots at this point with the Separatists. Um, the banking clan is investing in a massive droid factory. Dodd then proceeds to scold Clovis for bringing another senator with him. Like they may be found out. This is very bad. And then out of the corner of the room, they're in this kind of like, they're away from everybody. I should preface that. Like Padme and 3PO are gone. They're at their room. Uh, so it's a private meeting here. But out of the corner of, uh, behind the door, Lord Poggle joins them. And Adam, where do we know Lord Poggle from? Poggle the Lesser. He was in episode two. He is the... Oh, he's the Lesser Poggle. I did not know that. <laughs> Poggle the Lesser. So he is... Who's the greater Poggle? So I, I, I'll i I'll tell you. So he's okay. uh, G, uh, Geonosian. He's one of those bug guys from episode two on Geonosis. Yeah, he's like the leader of the bug guys on Geonosis. Yeah. So we know for a fact he's in with Dooku and the Separatists. So he is the public leader of the Geonosians. Uh, there is someone that is higher than him. And I'll, I'm going to leave it to mystery because we might meet them in upcoming episodes. But there is one person in... Geonosis, who is a higher rank, which is why he's called Poggle the Lesser. Okay, now is Poggle the Greater like his dad? Uh, we're going to have to find out. Ooh, Poggle time. I'm excited. Um, Poggle is pretty agitated. He doesn't speak the common tongue, by the way. He just makes the clicking noises, so we have subtitles for Poggle. Also, um, for an alien voice, awesome. Really, yeah, like, really like his his voice. It's unique. It's different. It, um, he does a weird like throat thing where he like like it's very yeah. guttural, <laughs> um, and you'll you'll hear that? that noise. No, uh, no, no. Oh, God, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Seven hour episode. I had to do one um, of them. But yeah, he's agitated because it sounds like Clovis is going to be going back on the deal and wants more money for it for the trouble, for the the risk the banking clan's taking on here. And Dodd kind of agrees with him like, yeah, hey, we're taking actually all the risk here. We should be getting more money from this, blah, blah, blah. Clovis immediately threatens them. Um, and he's like, Dodd is like, you can't threaten me on my own planet. And he's like, this isn't your planet at all. Like you signed all of our all of your holdings over to the banking clan in return for a stake in this factory. So it's clear that Lot Dodd, the Trade Federation senator, is like all in with the separatists. Like it's pretty obvious, right? I would say. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Um, so at this point, um, Padme has left her uh, room. She told three PO she wanted to go on a walk, and she interrupts the meeting. Poggle hides very quickly, um, just behind some, I don't know, some fucking drapes or something. I can't remember. They're very good at hiding in the shadows. Those he's a great hider. Poggle is very good at hiding. Um, but yeah, Padme interrupts the meeting. <laughs> it would be great if she walked in and Bago was just doing like the Dax 
from, <laughs> from Guardians of the Galaxy, where he's standing in the corner completely Stands visible, completely but just completely still. Yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Just looking like a Madame Tussaud, like wax figurine or something like that. <laughs> um, Padme and Clovis take off together. Um, Dodd and Poggle gen- then have a little conversation after they get out of the room and um, they conspire to poison Padme as she is clearly a weakness for Clovis and they're going to be holding that antidote over his head. So their plan is like, hey, we're getting fucked over in this deal. We need to be getting more money for all the risks we're taking here. We found a weak point for Clovis. He is very fond of Padme Amidala. We're going to poison her. We're going to have the antidote and we're going to hold it over his head until he gives us a better deal. Um so they are your bad guys for the episode, even though Clovis, I guess, is sort of a bad guy, too. Whatever. I don't know. There's a lot going on here. Anyways, um, Padme, um, we then get a scene back in this like main ballroom in this area. Padme's coming down the steps to join Clovis for dinner. Um, hilarious collarbones on her on the animation here. Very strange looking <laughs> collarbones. Well, Looks very you, missed a part, you missed a part before this. We cut outside and Anakin is still like hanging out by the ship with R2. Yeah. <laughs> There's a brief moment that R2 would have won Dark Horse Hero for this move. R2 just out of nowhere comes up to Anakin and offers him one of those dog treats. <laughs> I don't even remember this. Dude, I don't even remember this. <laughs> R2 just walks up to him and a little arm comes out with one of those like things that they tried feeding the other person in the other episode. Oh, God. All right. I missed that part. There's a few things I must have missed here. Dude, this this was a dense one. <laughs> this was a dense one. It was crazy. I'm going to have to go back and watch that, though, because got him. Fuck. <laughs> um, so uh, she comes down the steps. Clovis is like, oh, you look ravishing. I'm assuming he said that. I didn't write down any lines, but he probably got slightly horny <laughs> with her. Um, did he? I didn't write it down. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, then Dodd offers her a drink as a token of their new renewed friendship. So he takes a drink from the cup and then he rubs his thumb on it and he puts some poison on it. And so he's he's very you know he's slick. been like very slick by Lot Dodd. So Lot but Dodd, the poison is be... like <laughs> like the poison animation. It's like it's it's like neon bright green. It's like how do you not see this? Like, the way he did it, faded, I don't know. The way he did it, it's like he's a sleight of hand magician. Like, yeah. <laughs> the dexterity he used to rub his thumb against the cup. Yeah. He's David Copperfield. Um, so she takes the drink thinking, you know, hey, drink out of it. It's safe. Um, and then uh, they decide to go for a stroll together. Oh, wait. God, dude, I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. So Pad- at dinner, Padway starts to feel unwell. And by unwell, she's kind of like coughing a little bit and just feeling a little woozy. Um, but she decides to go for a walk with Clovis for a tour of the place anyways, because she's got her mission. She's trying to find out information. So even though she's not feeling well, she's going to go, she's going to soldier up and walk around with Clovis around this palace. Um, Clovis, like very rudely sends C-3PO back to the room. He's like, your services are not needed here tonight. Oh, he, yeah, it is yeah. like eerie. Yeah. And, <laughs> and 3 pos like, he uses with 3PO. Right, 3PO's like, are you sure? Is this a good idea? She's like clearly getting sick. And 3PO's like, what the fuck's going on here? Like 3PO doesn't understand horniness at all. So <laughs> at all. yeah, it's like, what's going on? I don't get it. Um, but yeah, I, she sure knows how to pick him, doesn't she? I mean, I still think Clovis would be better for her, but this guy's got a fucking mean streak, too. This guy's an asshole as well. Um, so 3PO gets back to the bedroom, and Anakin's sitting there waiting with his football helmet on. He hasn't taken the, I like how he hasn't taken the helmet off. 
He just loves this leather helmet, dude. He's completely selling the fact that he's a pilot for Naboo. Um, <laughs> but then he's like, where's Padme? And 3 Peel's like, oh, she went out for a walk with Senator Clovis, you know, and she told me. And he, like, flips out on 3 Peel's like, how could you let her do that? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, dude, you're finally, like, 3 Peel's finally cool enough for you to talk to him, but you're just going to run the guy down because he was ordered back to his room and he's a fucking... He's a service droid, you fucking asshole. Like, he's, of course, he's going to take orders from her directly. What the fuck? I felt Ugh. so bad for 3PO in this episode. It's like yes, everywhere seriously. he turns, he's getting yelled at by someone. Like, I don't think he's the dark horse of the week, but like honorary for sure. Like, 3PO goes above and beyond being just verbally abused and emotionally abused yeah. by these god awful people everywhere surrounding him. So Padme and Clovis are taking their little walk and they're back in like the main room where everything happens at this fucking planet. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a ballroom, but it's not. I don't know. It's like the entrance to like a grand <laughs> hotel. Like there's a big staircase. It's like, isn't it? It's like an entrance to a grand hotel kind of. Yeah. Um, Padme's like, oh, I'm feeling a little woozy. And she actually is feeling woozy. So she gets Clovis to go off and get her a drink. Um, and while he goes off and gets her a drink, she does some investigating back at that little side room that Dodd and Clovis, Clovis were met, meeting at earlier. Um, so she, there's like this hollow computer there and she's trying to get into it, but it's password protected. So she starts listing off passwords. She says like, she says, I don't remember, I don't like Skivia or whatever, or banking plan, whatever. And then finally she's like, Padme and it's like password accepted so the password was Padme he's so horny that she's a password <laughs> like now I've got a question did he set that password before they rekindled their friendship or did he update his passwords to Padme once she reached out to him I oh, don't know god I don't know it would have been great if his previous password was like auto generated from something like LastPass where, where it was like colon carrot seven eight nine yeah. just capital changed. d capital c lowercase b six f seven two colon underscore <laughs> asterisk six it, and then it's and like then he just switched it to padme because <laughs> yeah. he's just so horny and so in love <laughs> and he just completely fucked himself over by doing this <laughs> but anyways so padme yeah, she guesses like four times and she guess she guesses four times and she gets the password because it's Padme. But it's four guesses and this guy's entire fucking career is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Everything this man has worked for. He's like well off financially. He's in good with the banking clan. So he's just got money rolling in. He's from like one of the richest he's planets. He's a senator. <laughs> yeah, and he's a fucking senator. And his password for his fucking conspiracy plans is fucking Padme. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm just imagining that thought process when he's sitting there alone, <laughs> setting his password, where he's like, oh, I'll use my girlfriend. <laughs> he uses Padme. Oh, my God, dude. What was he thinking? Like, God, dude. Like, just <laughs> like, what a dumb asshole, dude. Like, you know what? It's kind of like I imagine him when he was setting that password. Like, he was just I, fuck, man. I, I don't know. man. I've, I got to compose myself here. <laughs> it's like. It's like when Randall in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest just got a lobotomy and he's probably just sitting there like <laughs> staring blankly off in the different Padme. <laughs> you know, it's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, did he have a stroke temporarily or something? I don't fucking know. Anyways, he's so blinded he by in, love. He's blinded by love. You know, you're not thinking straight when you're in love. That's what the song said earlier. Um, so Padme immediately discovers the droid factory plans and she transmits an all clear signal to Anakin. 
So Anakin's going to seek her out now. So Anakin's like, yes, finally. And this is the happiest Anakin's been in 20 minutes. Um, so Clovis returns. He gives her he gives her a, a drink, but she has the USB dongle in her left hand. And she doesn't have any pockets to put it in because she's wearing like a, you know, a, a glamorous dress. So she embraces him while she's holding the dongle <laughs> behind her back. And Anakin shows up and she sees him because she's over Clovis's shoulder. God, I hate describing this episode. This is so much. Um, <laughs> and then so as she's embracing Clovis, Anakin clearly perturbed by what he's walked in on. Um, but she, you know, makes eye contact with him and she drops the USB dongle and he force pulls it to himself. So he has the plans now. He's got the smoking gun, uh, the USB dongle smoking gun. There's a lot of USB <laughs> dongles. <lately. laughs> Isn't it like this is like 2000, what it was 2009, we said. So, yeah, I mean, this yeah. is when like, yeah. holy shit, man, 512 megabytes on this little flash drive. Like, you know, it's yeah, this, was this is peak, like this was this peak is, dongle technology. Yeah, dude, dongles everywhere, man. If you had a dongle, you spend like 40 bucks on a dongle that had like 256 megabytes. <laughs> you can get one now for like 10 bucks that has like the storage size of a computer from back then. <laughs> Uh, technology. <clears throat> so anyways, passes the USB dongle. The admin can pull it to him. And then Padme actually legitimately passes out shortly after this from the poison. So she's super sick at this point. Um, but mission accomplished. Um, she's a lot more capable than Anakin would ever have her believe. That's for sure. Her horrible husband. Um, so Anakin, we get a quick scene of him running to the ship. He passes the dongle off to R2, tells him to keep... Uh, keep good care of it. If I'm not back, and I can't remember how much amount of time he says, but if I'm not back, get out of here. Take five it to minutes. the council. They need it. Five minutes. Five minutes. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's really ready to get her away from Clovis. Um, and again, Johnny on the spot. If we hadn't have made that rule, R2 would have gotten Dark Horse Hero with a bullet. Yeah, absolutely. R2 is on fire all the time. Constantly. Constantly on fire. Anytime R2 is in a scene, he's doing something cool. Um, Padme's placed in her bedroom, uh, by Clovis on the bed. She's very sick. He says he's going to go get medical help. C-3PO finally like doesn't get yelled at. He's just like, oh, that's good because I have no idea what I'm fucking doing here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is beyond me. <laughs> it's like, hell yeah. Good for you, 3PO. <clears throat> um, so at this point, um, oh, where was I? Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, he runs into La Dodd when he's out trying to find uh, some medical assistance. And Dodd starts to argue with him, says she's a spy, like he's blinded by love. You can't see this. She's a spy for the Republic, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he walks over after this. He kind of yells back. He's like, hey, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't agree. Uh, but then he goes over to the hollow projector where she was. And she had left her bag there. So he's grabbing her bag for her. I don't know why he's not like feverishly looking for medical assistance at this point, but he's decided to do some investigating. Um, <laughs> and he decides to open up the hologram. And sure enough, the hologram has been wiped. It's been apparently the file, this USB dongle immediately also wiped the memory of this hologram computer. Like once you transfer <laughs> the file, it's no longer on the computer at all. Um, so he then realizes like, oh my God, she is a spy. Dodd was right. Um, so he heads back to the room and Padme's like dying on the bed and he confronts her like, why would you do this to me? I should have known better. Blah, blah, blah. Like I trusted you, you know, and she's like, I did it for the Republic. And it's like, oh God, just like dying <laughs> gasps. Anakin then comes into a room and like pushes Clovis and yells I'm at him. He to... yelled at, 
I am going to ask you to take note of this for a future episode, but take note of the fact that Padme calls Rush Clovis a traitor for even speaking to the Separatists and passes out cursing his name. Uh, just just file that away for, for future reference. Okay, take note. Um, Anakin comes in, him and Clovis yell at each other, blah, blah, blah. And Anakin kind of gives him some guff. He's like, I'm a senator. You can't talk to me like that. And Anakin's like, oh, die or something. I don't know what the fuck Anakin said. I don't remember. Anyways, um, Anakin's like, I'm taking Padme to the ship. She needs to get back to Coruscant. Clovis is like, no, we have to get the... We have to get the antidote, blah, blah, blah. They have it here. She's not going to make it to Coruscant in time. And Anakin's like, no, fuck you. I'm taking her to Coruscant. This scene sucks. It sucks. And I, I couldn't. It's awful. I, it's awful. This I, is like the dialogue is too much. Yeah, the dialogue is too much. I can't even like, you just have to watch it. It's just, it's too much. There's no lines that are like that memorable, but it's just the back and forth bullshit. It, um, it is the most unbalanced episode we've seen so far. The yes. first half of the episode is so dense, I had to rewind and pause every two minutes. Yeah. And then the last, I don't know, 17 minutes, I got through in no time. It was so boring. I kept tuning out. It was, yeah. <laughs> a, yeah. It was crazy. Um, so, I don't know. I guess they decide to pick Padme up and head to the ship. Um, that's what they're going to go with. While they're leaving, Dodd confronts them, says they cannot leave, blah, blah, blah. There's some back and forth between Clovis and Dodd, and Clovis immediately pulls a, then suddenly pulls a blaster in Dodd, who says, give me the antidote. I know you have the antidote. You did this, blah, blah, blah. So um, Dodd, when confronted with a blaster in his face, gives up the antidote relatively easily. Uh, the conclusion, I should say, the conclusion between the argument between Anakin and Clovis was that Clovis is going to get the antidote, and... The deal is Anakin's going to give him the plans back for the um, from the USB dongle. <clears throat> so gets the an the antidote and they run off to the ship. Anakin tags Padme onto the ship with the antidote as they're boarding. Clovis asks for the chip and Anakin's like, uh, no, I'm not going to give you the chip um, and takes off. He's like, I trust your survival skills. You'll be fine. And just takes off with the chip and the antidote. <laughs> so Clovis is just completely left in the dust here. <laughs> I did um, love the fact. I love the fact that Anakin was just like, "Sucks to suck. See you later. <laughs> Smell you later, guy." I mean, really, <laughs> for Clovis, I mean, it's off. pretty much what Clovis deserves. But you know, um, <laughs> so uh, Anakin and Padme have a horrible shit show dialogue briefly as the uh, as they're heading back to Coruscant, and um, Clovis, as watching them take off, all of a sudden behind him, he says, "Oh, Senator Clovis, we need to talk," and it's. Senator Dodd with like 20 robots. I don't know, 20 droids. Um, and then the episode ends. I'm I'm spent. I'm spent. It's also, I'm it's crazy how fast the thing ended too. It was yeah. like out of nowhere, it was all of a sudden like credits popped up. Sure. Yeah, so that's your episode. Um, I don't know. It's one of those ones where I'm like, I, I don't even know how to summarize it. I don't know what I should even be talking about. I So that's it what was, we get. It's really hard, like, I, like trying to rank this one, comparing it next to the ones that we have ranked before. It's just nuts. Uh, it, yeah. it was hard. What, what do we have for IMDb? IMDb. So as a reminder, last week for the Zilla Beast Strikes Back, IMDb ranked that as a 7.7 .7, and this dropped down to 7.1. 
So that's actually a big drop. For kind of a significant drop off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So 7.1 out of 10. What did I give last week? A four? Last week, you gave Zillaby Strikes Back a four. Okay. Four last week. Um, do you have all of our ratings handy by chance? Yes, I do. What did I give Bombad Jedi? Let me go back. Bombad Jedi, <laughs> you gave it a 0.5. <laughs> <laughs> all right um <laughs> all right i didn't want to give it lower than bomb bad jedi and it would be tough to give it lower than bomb bad jedi i'm giving it a one i hated it i fucking it was hated awful it. this <laughs> yeah. episode sucks it sucks <laughs> it was so bad. it's just like it's just horniness and it's just dialogue that is just useless and just overly dense just to convey what they're trying to say to each other. It just sucked. This episode fucking blows. This I, is, <laughs> if like, honestly, if Jar Jar was in it, like when I'm surprised Jar Jar wasn't because Padme went somewhere, but <laughs> like that, that is all that keeps it from being bomb bad Jedi bad. This is the <laughs> second worst episode we've seen. This episode <laughs> fucking sucks. Ass. So I can't remember if I told you this or not, but I think it was last Monday. One of our listeners is Bree's brother-in-law, Wade. Uh, so hi, Wade. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to every episode. Yeah. Hey, Wade. Um, and also, uh, you know, Depressed Kenobi reaches out to me and he, he likes our stuff on Twitter. Uh, He's our most active Shout Twitter out follower. Depressed Kenobi, too. And I'm but sorry, Wade, you're probably more depressed after listening to this fucking thing. But Wade, continue. Wade texted me on Monday <laughs> he must have listened to the last episode and he just wrote, I'm sorry, you have to record Senate Spy next. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so he knew. Well, this is like then, infamously bad. Wrote, I hate that episode so much. <laughs> Honest to God, like, you know what we should do for like a special episode sometime is watch that one back to back with Bomb Bad Jedi and see if we don't kill each other. Oh my god! Well, and if 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 this episode would have matched its first, I don't know, ten minutes with the rest of the episode, I would have ranked it higher just because of how ridiculous it was. It was. It would be like a David Lynch film in the middle of all of these things with the like stacked droid bots and stuff. It would have been hilarious. But it didn't, it like gave up after a third of the way through and then it just ended up like fizzling out. It was just giving so like weird. The, like granted, like it started very dense and there was a lot of just sexual innuendo and stuff. But dude, it, it top to bottom, it sucks. It's terrible. The whole yeah. thing sucked. The whole I thing gave sucked. It, I gave it 1.5. <laughs> <laughs> what did you give Bomb Bad Jedi? Um, Bomb Bad one? Jedi... I gave that one a one. Yep. Solid one. <laughs> it's the second worst episode and it gives it a run for its money. It sucks, man. It's it awful. Fucking sucks. Always <laughs> look on the light side of life. All right, light side moment of the week. For me, I already mentioned it. It's pretty clear cut. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi and his fake smirk where he <laughs> raises his eyebrow like, oh, Anakin's mad about Padme. Shocking. That's my light side. I, I don't need to go into it anymore. I've already talked about how great it was. What's yours? 
mine had to be just for fear, just for sheer entertainment value. Anakin rushing to break the seat was so funny <laughs> that that was the highlight. And I think that was like the point that the episode took the turn for the worst too. Yeah, it got really boring at that point. I mean, it sucked before, but it got bad. Ugh. If you only knew the power of the dark side. Dark side moment of the week. Um, For me, it's just this episode existing is the dark side moment of the week. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, this, this fucking sucked. Like, I'm, I'm about to talk myself into a lower rating than Bombad Jedi, but like... It was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. I remember Bombad Jedi taking a lot out of me. And just talking about this episode, compare my level of excitement at the start of episode to now where I'm at. Like, I'm exhausted talking about it. This episode sucks. The episode it so, itself. It's so crazy, too. Like, the beginning of season two, we had a solid chunk of episodes. And then with the Zillow Beasts, it's, it's like it wasn't that they were bad, but just confusing and kind of like out of left field. Uh... And then this one. So it's just strange, the peaks and valleys that it's taking. Well, yeah. Well, what? who's your dark... Uh, excuse me, what's your dark side moment? Uh, I just wrote the first minute of this episode where Anakin is like bringing a to-go order to Padme and she's so pleased. <laughs> just just blown the weird, away. The weird, stilted, like domestic interaction between the two of them yeah. was just like, so weird. Either she's a complete idiot and doesn't realize there's food options everywhere on Coruscant, or he's just never done anything remotely nice for her, so she's blown away <laughs> that he brought home <laughs> brought home her favorite metal pizza. I mean, I don't know. Whatever, man. Um, yeah, dude. Just dog shit. All right. Dark Horse Hero of the Week. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't use R2. I used C-3PO last week. Yes, he did. And honestly, like, he's an honorary Dark Horse this week. Dark Horse for me, it's got to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, he really was the one redeeming factor of this episode for me. He was very entertaining in his few short scenes. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Dark Horse Hero. For me, I had... So for a while... I had a really hard time picking a Dark Horse hero for this one. For a while, I was going to go with Rush Clovis, just because towards the end there, he did go with his heart above everything else. He did sacrifice everything to save the woman that he loves, which was solid move. I'll, I'll give that to him. Um, but after our conversation and looking back, I'm going with Captain Typho. <laughs> that dude saved the galaxy from a plague and is just totally cool with going back to just piloting a ship and following Padme around wherever she goes. So hats off to that guy. Way to be humble. Yeah, absolutely. Way to go, Captain Typho. Lovely, lovely to see him. <laughs> All right, tagline. What do we got this week? This week for the tagline, we have... A true heart should never be doubted. What was my guess? So we had a preamble for a while. I'll read that after. Um, but your guess for this week is, <laughs> you said, I think, please God, give us Ahsoka. I hope that is that it, it is an Ahsoka-centered tagline, and I hope that her shithead master 
is going to be doubting her on something and she is going to be proven right and it's all because she's got heart baby and then you went on to say i hope she's back we need her my prayers were not answered (laughs) and then before that you were complaining about the last episode you were complaining about uh zilla b strikes back and you had even you had written there's there wasn't enough obi-wan there wasn't enough mace no yoda no ayla to make up for the anakin padme bullshit hour that we just watched and i think this one just topped it yeah i mean um you know, the storylines didn't really cross over, but the bullshit certainly did. <laughs> yes, they did. Um, so, uh, what was my guess for the line, though? Did I have oh, one? or The line, the the heart thing. What was it that's about? That's what you said. For a, a true heart should never be doubted, you said, I hope it's an Ahsoka-centered tagline. Oh, okay. okay, and I sorry, hope her master is going to be doubting something of hers. Oh, okay. All right. Obviously, I was wrong, but I don't even know what that tagline even fucking means in regards to this episode. Like, what is it? What was it? A true heart should never be doubted. I think what you were going for is your true heart. Your true heart is speaking to you because you love Ahsoka so much and you want her back. I do. Where's Ventress? Where are the characters I like? Have you ordered an Ahsoka standee yet for your studio? It is on the way, big daddy. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have so many cutouts. Um, dude, I okay, I guess it means that Anakin and Padme should trust each other, I guess is what they're saying. I guess. I don't, I don't even... It doesn't even make out. sense. This episode fucking sucked. Horse shit. This is the worst fucking episode we've had in a long time. You can even make the argument that was speaking about Clovis. Like, don't try, don't doubt his true heart because he loves Padme so much, but who okay, cares? He did ruin his whole career to save her, even though he thought he was getting the chip back. Anyways, what do we got next week for a tagline? Next week for a tagline... I don't even have, have my music to guess. I need the music. Okay, go ahead. We have <laughs> Believe in Yourself or No One Else Will. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I hope it's um, Ahsoka, and she's in a tough situation. She's doubting herself, but then she believes in herself, and she accomplishes her goal. That's my hope. But it's probably going to be something about, like, Anakin can't take a shit, and Padway, Padme goes and runs out and gets x lax for him. <laughs> then they shit all over the viewers of this program. And he just shits directly into the camera all over my fucking TV screen for 20 fucking minutes. And we'll see you next week. the episode? For... Anakin Padme in love is. The Are you name fucking of the kidding me? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm completely oh. joking. <laughs> next week's episode, it's the next in order now. So we're back on season season two, episode five. So next week's episode is landing at Point Rain. Landing at Point Rain. Sounds like a Twin Peaks episode or something. What the we'll fuck? See. Oh, all right. All right, Adam, where can they reach us? God, are you as exhausted as I am? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty worn out. But please reach out to us. Um, yes. We'd love to hear you. Clonecastpod at gmail.com. Uh, you want to plug the Instagram and Twitter? Clonecastpod. Uh, we'll see you next week for Landing at Point Rain. And until then... May the stacked waitress droid be with you. 
what is a boy to do? Frazier has left the building. You ever hear the tragedy of Crispin's day? You will not take her from me!